right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, oh man, we got a legend joining us today, Kev. Absolutely. Now, if you think about anything Chevrolet, right? Anything Chevrolet in the last, whatever, 45 years, there's a name that should just come right to the top, man. One that stands above and beyond. These guys have been around just kicking some ass on anything from Corvettes, uh, especially as you go into later years, you know, Camaros, all the SUVs, the CTSVs, the ATSVs, the GTOs, the G8s. If you can't quite put your name on it, we'll help you out. Yeah, man, and you, you, dude, you hear their name from charity auctions, right, to all the big names in performance and competition and racing, and you know that that sort of Lingenfelter name is just synonymous with ripping rage and performance, badassery, chicanery, you know, championships, trophies, and in the works, man. It's just it's one of those things that when you hear, you know, that person is serious. Yeah, and you know, today is really cool because we're not just you know talking to somebody at Lingenfelter we're talking to the Lingenfelter Ken (laughs) Lingenfelter Mr. Gentleman of you know the whole car industry he's a fixture here in Detroit area so I get to run into him all the time kind of you know rub the elbows you know they've got one of their big facilities you know about a mile from my house so their their cars and coffees they put on you know all summer long draws just thousands of people they're awesome. And of course, you know, you're walking through checking all these cars and hey, there's Ken, right? There's Ken hanging out with the crowd. It's awesome. Man, I don't see how you keep from getting arrested. If I knew they were up there, bro, I'd be hanging out there so much. They'd have a, you know, <laughs> do not loiter sign or I'd be up there all the time knocking on the door. You know, it'd just be one of those things. I'm like, hey, um, what's the latest? What's the greatest? Can Ken can, can, can come out and play? <laughs> Oh, I'm always, every time I drive by, I'm like sneaking a peek over. What's in the shop? What's out there? What's in the, what's in the parking lot? What do they got going on today, man? Oh, uh, it's, it's awesome. So question for you, and, and we'll take our, our first break and get with Ken. If, if you grew up and your dad could be an executive at any of the big three, any automotive manufacturer on earth, what would you take? Any one of them? Does that yeah. include like Ferrari? Sure, throw it out there. What do you? What would you take? Well, I mean, it seems mythical and awesome to think about, you know, like a Ferrari, like one of the, you know, the supercars, the Italians or whatever. But uh, you know, over here, that's tough, man, because you got, uh, you know, I, I'm over on the, the Chevrolet Ford side. So 
either one of those would be pretty awesome. I mean, heck, if my dad was Bill Ford Jr. or somebody like that, that, that would be pretty dope. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm a Mopar guy. My, my blood pumps that, but you would have to kind of give the nod to Chevrolet with all the things they did. They made, you know, look at all the Camaros, look at all the Corvettes, look at the innovation since the mid-50s, you know? I mean, they, for for universal platforms, you can go out and just wing and play and, you know, race for, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. I love the platforms. You can go from uh, open, you know, road course type track to the drag strip and then, you know, to groceries and out to eat. <laughs> and, and that's really what they have. They They've always had that. Yeah, so this is in Ken's blood, right? I mean, his dad was one of the execs at GM, right? Grew up in this whole kind of automotive scene, you know, passionate from when he was a, a young fella. And, you know, it was his cousin, John, who started Lingenfelter almost 45 years ago. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, John passed. And, you know, with all the records and stuff that he set with, you know, NHRA and, and uh, you know, national event championships, um, Ken was able to come in right as his cousin and and kind of buy up the organization and really really kind of turn the knob up like maybe several knobs right because it went from yeah. uh you know a really hardcore you know engineering performance to just kind of a bigger than life entity that it is right now yeah man ken stepped in and said this one goes to 11. <laughs> yeah and, and wicked it up man and i can't wait to ask him all kinds of questions so let's take a break now the two guys garage podcast when we come back you guys brace yourself the one and only ken lingenfelter joins the two guys garage podcast back after the break It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And how fired up are we? Because we are joined on the podcast by, you know, a guy to talk about racing and just the, you know, the blood pumping through his veins, you know, stamped with a GM sticker. I mean, like, it doesn't get bigger than this. Ken Lingenfelter joins the show. Ken, thanks for the time. Appreciate you coming on with us, man. Hey, thanks, guys. I'm really glad to be here. It sounds like fun. Yeah. So, hey, I got a question. You know, you grew up as the son of a GM executive. Was there a couple cars that, you know, you saw as a kid? Because, look, i got to be honest, Ken, my mom was a PE teacher, and she sent me to the office more times than any other teacher I had in school. So I, I imagine, you know, there were maybe cars that you dripped of or that wanted uh, that you, you never got your hands on. Your dad was like, no, you can't have that one. Were there cars that you saw as a kid that you're still in awe of? Well, I got to tell you, you know, and, and this is a real simple story, but my dad ran a Fisher body plant and, uh, you know, after work, uh, he'd come home, we'd have dinner and he'd take me back to the factory. I'm talking about like when I'm five, six years old right now. So I'm running around in the factory with the assembly line there and so on and so forth. Of course it wasn't running, but, um, but I was already a car guy, believe me, by about the age of 10. And, um, you know, GM, uh, had the tech center back then and uh, family day came up uh, 1963, he took me with him to, uh, the tech center and I got a look at the split window oh, 63 Corvette. Corvette. Wow. And I got to tell you guys, uh, I was already a car guy, but from that point forward, I was a Corvette guy. Yeah. I, I, I still can remember standing behind that car, looking through that split window in the back yes. and just being totally enchanted. And, uh, so at, at that point, boy, it was over. I was going to be a Corvette guy, and yeah. and I've been a Corvette guy all my life. How could you, how could you not be as that as one of your first impressionable images? Like, ugh. Whew. 
my dad said it, he said I never shut up the whole way home. I mean, I just kept yakking about that car. And, and to <laughs> complement the whole thing, you know, that's the ba- those are the days they had the Mako Sharks out as well. So I not only saw the split window, but the Mako Shark Corvettes. And uh, anybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, those were also very amazing concept cars. And I, like I said, just took the legs right out from underneath me. So anyway, lots of fun. So all these years later, right, you've got an amazing collection, right, the Lingenfelter collection. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to get in there a couple of times and get to see this just huge, huge selection of muscle cars and European, you know, high-end, you know, Ferraris and everything else. Just this amazing blend. Now, from that, you know, early days when you, when you fall in love with stuff or you get exposed to it for the first time, you know, how many of those in your collection do you think kind of go back to those, like, early influential days like that 63 split window you know actually quite a bit and i i gotta tell you i've got about the prettiest uh 63 split window silver fuelie that you'd ever want to find and uh you know it always people ask me a lot you know there are a number of cars in there you're right kevin it's you know it's about 30 percent muscle cars about 30 percent exotics and the rest are corvettes and some of our uh, family race cars and such and uh but that 63 split window is always one of my favorites. Everybody knows it. And, you know, I'm very quickly uh, able to point it out when people come to visit. But, uh, yeah, you know, I've, when I was uh, in my late uh, teens, in the late 60s, early 70s, that was the muscle car uh, time. So, I mean, I've got some really great muscle cars that I fell in love with back then that I couldn't afford. And over the years, as I... Uh, uh, tried very hard to get a few more pennies to buy another car and another car and another car. Um, you know, I've ended up with a lot of the cars that I really was passionate about. So there's Camaros and there's, uh, you know, some old Novas. Uh, we've got a couple of the cars from the GM Heritage Center uh, back in the around 2008 when they were selling some of the cars off. And um, it's, it's quite a variety. Uh, but I also have to tell you, too, there's a few cars in there that I've had uh, some of my car buddies come up and kind of put their arm around me and uh, asked me if I was smoking something or had a few too many brewskis before I bought, you know, the car that, that they're looking at because the collection's really eclectic. Uh, there's some wild, wild cars in there. Well, that's that's what I really like about it because it's not uh, fixated on one thing. And, and that's kind of me. Like, I love so many different types of cars for so many different kind of reasons. And you can walk through your collection and you can get your massive dose of muscle cars. You can see the GTOs. I mean, I think you've got what, 1950, what, four Corvette in there? One of the test mules from Duntov? Is that right? Yeah, it, actually, actually, Kevin, it's the Duntov mule car. It's uh, called EX, EX87. Smokey Anik built the motor. Uh, it's got a big wing on the back. Uh, it runs, you know, directly behind the uh, driver's seat. Uh, did 165 miles an hour at Daytona back in those days. Uh, it's quite a car and it's another car people, you know, really come to see, uh, when they come to the car collection. So it's, it's fun. See, you can go from that 54 vet, right? This rare bird to then, you know, sliding a little bit further over and you got, you know, a real Bugatti, you got a Lamborghini, you got a LaFerrari, you got, you know, so you've got the full spectrum in there to just completely get your heart palpitating, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, and, you know, we're about to change things up just a little bit because we've loaned a couple of Ferraris off to uh, other collections, other uh, museums around the country. And uh, and I've got a, a few additional cars coming. I'm, I'm 
focused on a couple of new Ferraris. Uh, one I hope to order in just the next few weeks. I really fell in love with that Tributo. And uh, it's a V8 car, um, and it looks like a Ferrari that I'll spend some time driving. So a lot of the cars that we're going to be buying and upgrading as the as the years go on are going to be cars we can actually get on the road, not just there to look at. But, um, but you know, I, I mean, you, you said it. Uh, you know, my cousin John, 30, 13 NHRA Grand National titles in his career. Um, one of the cars that's in the collection that's kind of special all the way around is uh, – uh, the car we raced the Blue Angels jet team with for Motor Trend TV back in the day. Um, we uh, we raced them uh, the quarter mile. We smoked them on the quarter mile. They kind of caught up to us after that. But uh, this is a C5 twin turbo Corvette that does 060 in about 1.9 seconds. And wow. and that film is up on the internet for anybody who wants to go see it. It's uh, it was quite a quite a fun thing. Yeah, and I'll just add this too. You know the Blue Angel. Blue Angels jet team comes and flies down at uh, Willow Run Airport every other year at the air show we have down there. And uh, those years they're in town, we invite them up to the car collection for a dinner, the crew and the and the pilots and such, which is just a blast. But uh, in addition to that, we always make sure we're playing that video where we smoked them on the quarter mile. Yeah, man. <laughs> there you go. Rope them in and rub it in while you're at it, you know? All right. So, Ken, question for you. Is there a non-General Motors muscle car from that era in your collection? You know, there are. I, I, you know, I always had an appreciation for all of them. You know, Willie, you said you're a Mopar guy. You know, I like the Mopars, too. But uh, it was a little hard to think about bringing those home with my dad <laughs> being involved with GM like he was. Yeah, yeah. I, I so we've, we've got some Mopars. We've got a few Fords. got a few Mustangs. And uh, so, I, you know, it's... It's a group of all of them. You know, last year uh, or two years ago, I got one of those Focus RSs and uh, took it to a Cars and Coffee. And while I'm there, uh, a few of the guys that I knew kind of walked over to me and they kind of surrounded me a little bit, backed me into a corner. (laughs) And one of my friends looked at me, says, what did you drive here? And and I started to say, says, we know what you drove and we want you to know you need to call your wife because you're not going home. We're doing an intervention on you. And so, so that's and really, you know, Kevin, you know that too. Around around this area, you were a Chevy or a Ford or a Mopar guy, and you know uh, there was a lot of lot of uh, resistance between those three groups. That's for sure. Yeah, but you know, variety is the spice of life. You know, so yeah. don't let them get you down too hard. I'm li- kidding. I'm literally sitting in front of a '57 Chevy right now, and behind it is a is a 1200 horsepower C5 Corvette that I have. So I, I understand all that, you know, that sort of um, <laughs> the scenario, if you will, my friend. <laughs> Little mixed blood. Little mixed blood never hurt anybody, right? Right. <laughs> and I and I gotta tell you, well, you know, I mean, I love Corvettes, but that C5 Corvette. Oh my gosh, we could do so much with that thing. And they're yeah. still really cool. I think they're great cars today. They're certainly great for autocross and uh, and road racing. Yeah, I got an FRC, a 2000 FRC. You know, it's got the wide body kit on it. And I'll tell you, man, that is one of the slickest cars through the air. The aero package on that car, I've been over 200 in it a few times. And the aero package on that car is from the factory is just unbelievable. It's one of the, you know, the slickest, you know, sort of, my, in my belief, platforms that Corvette has offered. Now, I don't know much about the C8, which I wanted to ask you about, you know, on the other side of the break, kind of get your thoughts, opinion, and, and where you think that's going. But I really have 
have a lot of, you know, just a lot of love for that C5 platform. Well, it's a, it's an amazing platform, number one. And today, they're very, very affordable. And, uh, you know, I, I get a chance to speak to a lot of car groups uh, in my career these days. And I always like to tell guys that, you know, when I'm there, uh, if you want to get started in the hobby, you want to buy something to collect or buy something to race or buy something to autocross or just go to car shows and, you know, pop the hood and beat on your chest, that C5 Corvette uh, checks off a lot of boxes because Amen. it's a, you know, very inexpensive way to get involved in, in a hobby or a career that's just a lot of fun. That's for sure. You know, what I find amazing about Ken, and Bert, you'll appreciate this too, is Here's the guy that that is at the head of the company, but he still goes in and works every single day. He still is out there at events. He still is kind of the life force and driving force behind Lingenfelter. Well, speaking of going to events, I mean, we've been trying to connect with Ken here for a while because he's always somewhere. He's at, you know, he's at the auction. He's at this event. He's at that event. Uh, Ken, maybe you can give us a little rundown of, of some of your latest, uh, you know, adventures and, and which ones kind of stood out to you this last round. Well, you know, you'd think, uh, you know, January, Michigan, cold, you know, snow. But, uh, you know, I started the year with Bear Jackson, then the Beacom Auction in Kissimmee, then the Grand National Roadster Show in Pomona. And then I was a speaker at the Peterson for a cruise in. And then the Chicago Auto Show just last week. We got three cars, by the way, on the floor of the Chicago Auto Show. And uh, this coming weekend, I'm headed to the McCormick Auction in Palm Springs. We got Autorama coming up. I'm sure uh, you'll be there at least, Kevin, won't you? Stopping by anyway. Oh, yeah. Can't, can't and, miss Autorama. Uh, That's a good one. And, and then Amelia Island, which uh, is just one of the premier car events in the country and i never miss that event so that's the beginning of march and it just continues to go on and on so wow did you happen to make it a corvettes of carlisle this past year i i never miss corvettes of carlisle we uh, actually sponsor the autocross there and wow. uh you know i know the guys that started that group uh, very well and and that you know we support the charity that they support uh, out there um every year as well so yeah, that's a, that's so, on the top of the list. It's a bucket list thing to go to, and if you haven't been in your Corvette guy, boy, boy, get it on your list. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, man, I absolutely love it. I've been there a couple times, but my buddy Dale Flynn, who just he found the thirteenth, you know, uh, manufactured big break airbox Corvette. He just won, you know, a couple. Uh, he won the race challenge series reunion, a couple other awards up there with a uh, celebrity choice. I think he won. And uh, one or two others on a on a car he found in a barn in Berea, Kentucky. How fun is that? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> well, it's a fun event. There's no question about it. We got to take a, a quick break. When we come back, Ken, we want to get a little bit more scoop on you know some of the high end stuff that you guys are pumping out right now. What what's kind of hot? You know, you got your Corvettes. There's a huge spike in the market seems like a lot of enthusiasm around trucks and suvs i, I want to i want to know that and i also want to know ken's impression what his thoughts were when he first saw the c8 what his thoughts were when he saw the numbers on the c8 i got a lot of c8 questions for ken so let's take a break and we'll get right back to it it's the two guys garage podcast with ken lingenfelter It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, oh man, we couldn't get happier. Ken Lingenfelter is on our podcast. The man behind 
well, really all things performance in the Chevy world, man. Your name, just when it's attached to a car, you know the car is legit. It's serious. It's a contender. Uh, it definitely is coming with some steam, you know? That's got to be kind of cool. Well, thanks a lot, guys. You know, and I'll tell you, it is Corvette for the most part. It's always been the main product within our business, but everything else GM as well. Um, yeah. You know, I heard you guys mention earlier Cadillac CTSV. You know, oh my gosh, we've we've run so many of those through the uh, through the uh, shops and uh, all the Holden cars. Uh, I got 2012 CTSV, so that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you you know you know what I'm talking about. I last year uh, I added an SS. Uh, let's see, 2017. You know, they're not making those anymore. Uh, that was one of the Holden cars from. Uh, from Australia, and you know, it comes standard with an LS3 with a little bit of Lingenfelder magic. That thing just runs down the road really fast, and uh, and boy, even the noise it makes is enough to get me going. So, a little fun grocery getter that uh, you can have fun, a lot of fun driving. So, well, that's a kind of a cool thing. Like uh, you know, Corvette kind of used to stand on its own uh, for the most part. It was just such a high tier, but so much of the Corvette. You know, performance, I think, has spilled into some of the other products, right? Like, you know, the CTSV, the the Camaro, right? Yeah. The the older yeah. GTOs and the G8. So there's a lot of crossover, especially, you know, powertrain-wise. Uh, but I think, you know, even though it might be sort of different suspension setups, you know, obviously the Camaro nowadays, right? And some of these vehicles are so Corvette-like in so many ways uh, it kind of lets you really focus on your Corvette, but really have this broad portfolio so there's something in there for everybody. Well, and you know, that ZL1 Corvette with the uh, LT4 motor, we actually have got uh, a car in the collection. Kevin, I want to make sure I get a chance to show you that. I hope you can come on the 25th of April for our spring open house for the American Cancer Society. But we've got a ZL1 Camaro that we uh, built uh, we we flipped uh, we put a new supercharger on it. We used the 2650 done by Elderbrock, mm-hmm. but uh, this car runs on pump gas, thousand horsepower, um, does the quarter mile in about nine seconds flat. And uh, you know we take the slicks and skinnies off it, put on the regular wheels and tires, and it's like a regular street car. Um, it, it's just sure. amazing. Our home racetrack is uh, Norwalk Drag Strip down in Ohio, and. It's always so much fun. We'll go down there and race that car, and all the guys with the Copo Camaros look at us like, oh, my gosh, you know, how can this be? <laughs> uh, they've got race cars, and we've got a street car that's uh, smoking them by a full <laughs> second. Uh, there he goes, rubbing it in again. I love it, man. I love this guy. What was your What was your first impression? The first time you saw a rendering of the C8, what went through your mind? And kind of, you know, how it's evolved and what's happened to it. Explain that a little bit. Well, I, you know, I got to tell you, my daily driver in the last couple summers has been a new ZR1, and I'm totally enchanted with that car. It's white with red and manual transmission. I thought, boy, I'll never find a Corvette as good and as cool as this. And then the C8 came by. And, uh, you know, we all knew it was coming. You know, we didn't really talk much about it because we didn't want to get anybody at GM in trouble. They all had, they were all sworn to secrecy. But the bottom line is, it is the most stunning car. Uh, I think I've ever seen come out of General Motors. And to be honest with you, it, it, it's right in the ranks from my perspective of Ferrari and Lamborghini and and everything else. I mean, it is just an amazing looking car. Now, I have no seat time in it yet. Um, although I was told uh, this morning, actually, from our Chevy dealer that the three cars that I have ordered have all been built. 
And uh, so we'll have them, I think, in about three weeks. You know, not to avoid your question, it it was just stunning. I'm mean, jaw dropping. Did it did it give you the same did it give you the same feeling as that sixty three did when you were ten? You know, I think I could probably say that. Um, I hadn't thought about it that way, but when I think about seeing it for the first time, and uh, and uh, you know, I've had an opportunity to sit in it, and I mean to tell you, I it just it checks all the boxes off. It's absolutely gorgeous. There's twelve colors uh to get i'm i'm on white with red corvette guy so that's mine bought one for my wife she's got a yellow one and Kristen, my wife tracks her cars on a pretty regular basis so she's anxious to get it on the track we've already got her signed up at spring mountain in las vegas for uh uh with some lessons to get it around the track a little faster and uh it, it's an amazing car and bang for the buck once again you know we can always say that can't we corvette yeah. has just always been a huge bang for the buck so from an aftermarket, you know, modifier, right? You guys make parts and you have to make things better. Is it exciting thinking about this new C8? Because, you know, from the looks of it, from the numbers they're posting, I mean, it looks so incredibly over the top, like you said. I mean, it's it's kind of on par with, you know, a lot of these supercars. And you somehow, right, to stay in business, have to make it better. So is it exciting, like an awesome challenge? Or is there a little bit of anxiety in there, like, Wow, is there any is there anything left for us to do to it? You know, Kevin, we're looking at that right now, and I, I have to tell you, we don't know what we're going to be able to do or what we're not going to be able to do. Everything is so much dependent on the electronics these days, and depending on how that uh, engine management system is encrypted will depend on how much we can do with it. Uh, having said that, you know we'll try because our customers always want more, and uh, it, you know it'll be a fun car to improve on if we were able to do it. To be honest with you, if we're not able to do anything, it's still going to be a very, very fun car because you know we'll take it to the limits with uh, racing and the other things that we like to do. But um, it's an amazing car. That's all I can say. So, you know, you, you mentioned your, your customers. That is so critical because your customers have this level of expectation when it comes to you, your company, the performance they receive uh, from the R&D done by your company. What, is that, what does that feel like as the guy that sits on, at the top of the company, knowing there's a level of expectation when people are purchasing your products, you know? Well, it just you know, makes me and keeps me focused on taking the bar higher and higher and higher all the time. And, uh, and to be honest with you, you know, the, the C8 Corvette, I think, has kind of turned everything upside down. That car was intended and needed to be built to appeal to a different age group. And, uh, and I'm kind of anxious to start working with that age group a little bit more as well. Uh, we've always been racers. We've always been drag racers, road racers. And uh, I just think there's just a bunch of temptation and a bunch of, uh, uh, how do I want to say it, maybe a little anxiety of knowing what we may or may not be able to do with this thing. Um, one thing for sure, it'll always look good. That's for certain. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what, can you can you give us? A, I know you you're probably kind of chomping at the bit, but can you give us some numbers that you think you'll be able to achieve, or if you had your your kind of goal in mind, a number to, to set for? Um, what would that be? Knowing what you've been able to do in the past. Yeah, you know, Willie. There's so much that we've got to learn about the car. It would be hard for me to even speculate. You know, I know that some of the other products we're working on, I mean, Kevin mentioned SUVs earlier. We've got, uh, you know, the new um, 
uh, Colorado truck, for example. What an amazing truck that is, uh, but um, underpowered. And that V6 engine, we put a supercharger on it, tune it. We can make 500 horsepower with that thing these days. Good we God. can also sell that product in California because we've got a 50-state legal tune on it that uh, keeps it uh, emission-friendly with uh, even some of the more strict states. So there's some fun there. There's some fun with the Silverados coming up. Uh, Camaro, I mean, they're, they're, the sky's the limit with regard to Camaro. But yeah. as I said, so much of it is electronics. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see uh, just what we've got and decide where we can go from there. Well, I, I can imagine some guy driving by your shop, you know, about every other day, you know, peeking in, wondering, you know, when is that thing going to roll back out again? <laughs> and what's it going to have under the hood? As far as power and upgrades and yeah somebody will be uh, keeping a, a tight eye on you i'm just gonna let you know that well i'll tell you what we're looking forward to that and you know kevin you said you've been to the cars and coffees and that's the perfect place to do things like that you know from my perspective cars and coffee events are something you come to um you know to to show off what you drive and we've had everything show up there from you know, the latest exotics, uh, some guy who put a turbocharger on his caravan uh, Chrysler. You know, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just amazing, and we have a lot of fun with it. I, I, I always believe cars and coffee has to be every Saturday, and so during the summer we do it every Saturday at that Wixom location. And uh, any, anything and everything shows up there, and that'll be a great venue for us to show off what we're doing with, uh, with the latest GM stuff. Well, speaking of locations, right, I've got one right here by my house, just outside Detroit. Uh, for people that want to get, you know, your products, right, you can probably go online, but you've got a couple locations, and then are there other options? Like, how do people get really hooked up with Lingenfelter gear? You know, they just need to go to Lingenfelter.com. Um, I make myself very available. Uh, I do my own Twitter. Uh, I'm always answering questions and talking with people, uh, on social media. So there's lots of opportunities to get in and ask questions. And, you know, everybody's got a passion to do this, that, or the other thing. Some want to race, some want to autocross, some want to drag race, you know, some want to customize their cars. Uh, some people want to build resto mods. I mean, it's uh, I, the problem with me is I love it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't get enough of it, if you know what I'm saying. So. There's so much at Lingenfelter.com. That's the best way to get to us. Yeah, you guys, make sure you take advantage of that, Lingenfelter.com. One more question before we run out of time here, Ken. What was the car that was the first ride to scare you? What was the first car that you took a ride in after you guys did some upgrades to it? And you're like, wow, that that is scary fast. Not the passenger seat, but in the driver's seat because there's a difference. Yeah, no, I got to tell you, I you know, it, it recently with that, that uh, Camaro that I told you about, that uh, ZL1 LT4 car. I mean, it, it's it's so scary fast that you know you you know when you're sitting in it and getting ready to blast off. There's a certain amount of fear that's in you, but once you make a pass, you just can't wait to get back out there and make a pass again. <laughs> yeah, it's an addiction, man. <laughs> it, it's a moving target. Yeah, man. Well, Ken, we thank you so much for your time, your knowledge, what you bring to just the car world because you really have made you know your footprint your your company your family has changed performance cars the way we drive them the way we enjoy them significantly and that's a definite standout to to you and and your family's sort of contribution to this incredible hobby 
Oh, thank you so much. I got to tell you, I've got probably the most fun job in the country. Uh, I, I work in my passion, which is just exactly what I hope, you know, others can get a chance to do. So well, it always seems like in a good mood when I run into them. So that's saying a lot. Well, Kim, man, I appreciate it. I'm definitely going to try to get to the uh, the collection here, I think, in April. And uh, I'm looking forward, man. It's been a long winter. April 25th. Yeah, April, all right. All right. I'm writing that down right now in my calendar. And, uh, yeah, it's been a long winter. So I am I'm geeked up for these cars and coffees because they're awesome and they're a great time. And you get such a good following. And Detroit is such, you know, it's Motor City. It's got mad, mad, you know, it's car people in here. And, I mean, just flock flock out this way and uh it's it's like the bug zapper without the zap you know it just brings them in and uh it's a good time i can't wait i'm, I'm itching it's been too long of a winter wonderful i i feel the same way i'm anxious to get right back at it believe me there you go man well ken we appreciate again your time keep up the great work man and uh we just appreciate you being on the two guys garage podcast he is kevin bird i am willie b hey don't forget our show which is airing every weekend on motor trend network check your local listings make sure you check us out on demand as well on motor trend and again thanks to our guest ken lingenfelter our executive producer bob ecker our producer scoop and my man kevin bird yeah, and don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com, and share your thoughts with us. We're everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Two Guys Garage Podcast is a copyright 2020, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. All right, folks, that was pretty awesome. We got to talk to the man. We'll definitely have to bring him back on because there's so much going on in that whole Lingenfelter world. Dude, as soon as the C8 drops and people start getting it, we're definitely bringing him on because I know he's going to be first in the game for upgrades. Definitely, definitely. All right, folks, we'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.